In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's going to be a journey episode that you do not want to miss. Marriage, parenting, personal life, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So jump on into this episode and let's get it going. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute nigga dog, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Honey, honey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. That's the first time I've heard you say you're good in a while. Huh? Woke up in a good mood this morning. Lucky you. Or was it lucky you? <laughs> Anyway, hey, make sure that you get in contact with the Man vs. Marriage podcast. It's Quincy at MVSMpodcast.com. That's Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, at MVSMpodcast.com. That is like Man vs. Marriage, M-V-S-M. Roger that. Fantastic, fantastic. So I want to give a quick shout-out before we get into this journey episode. <clears throat> Sorry about clearing my throat there. I'm always getting on to you for that. Um, but over the last month, I got to say that uh, the, the downloads are picking up. We're all we're always good for the faithful USA, the United States, man. Y'all are uh, y'all are consuming the podcast. Go America! Uh, but I also want to send a shout out to India. If you listen to us from India, what is up? The the downloads are up in India, Canada, e. Thanks a lot, Canada. Loving you. Uganda, what's up? What's up, Uganda? Um, Australia, nice listening to you. Yeah, we love you. Ireland, I'm not even going to attempt that one, even though I can do it. Ireland, great to have you in. Taiwan and Germany. Um, Kenya, Spain, Sweden, Singapore. Namibia, I hope I did that right. The Netherlands, the Philippines, and the UK. Um, the last 28 days, y'all are downloading the podcast. We're gaining some traction there. And, and let me ask you a question. Are you spreading this podcast? Is it If it's helping you, if it's helping you, are you spreading the podcast, like evangelizing it so other men and women uh, can change their life? I hope you are. Share it with somebody. At least it's a catchy name. Uh, text it over and help us broaden the platform to help more people. That's what this is really about. So today, here we go. We're going to talk. It's going to be a journey episode. If you're new to the program, the journey episode is like what's going on in mine and Jeannie's life. Where are we? This is a, It'll be a raw episode. Um, and so where to start? I got some things of where we're going to start. Any? Would you prefer to start? Anywhere? Nope. You're looking at the notes, so. I'm looking at the notes. Um, here's one thing I'm going to encourage you with. Sylvester Stallone, one of my favorite actors, uh, wrote the Rocky movies. Can't even call it a trilogy. What What would you call? It's like six. A saga. The Rocky saga influenced the Creed saga, etc. 
he was talking about tough times, uh, and this is Stallone himself talking to, uh, to his fans, to his group, to his family, and saying, look, endure the temporary. And I adapted that and understand that everything is not permanent. Many things are temporary, especially the, the hardships that you're going through. So just keep that in mind as we go through this episode. Now, I don't know about around the country, but I know over here in the United States of America, one thing that's putting a lot of stress on our relationship here in the Moran home is inflation. I'm thinking, what is going on with inflation? What the heck are we going to do about it? I mean, can you remember back a couple years ago how much five dozen eggs cost us? Um, I think when the kids were small, I don't think we ever paid over 10 bucks for five dozen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking more recently, like say, say in the last, say two years ago, three years ago. Do you recall? Just, does it ring a bell? During COVID, they were like 15. Okay. So but 15. now they're like 25, 30 bucks for five dozen. It's insane. Yeah. At the, at the low price leader Walmart. You know, you know, I don't know what's going on there, but it's like 26 bucks for eggs. Well, it's weird to me that eggs are so expensive, yet chicken is still being sold at 99 cents a pound in some places near us. It's like, how does that work? I think, uh, I do think there's some details behind that. Like, they're not raising the chickens to raise eggs. Those chickens are raised just for food. As opposed to laying eggs, but I don't know. It's, it's 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 really difficult right now for us. I'm sure it's difficult for you as well, as you're going through. Um, the price of gas is back up, well over a buck a gallon. Uh, the price of milk, the price of goods and services, everything has skyrocketed. And uh, the one thing that hasn't skyrocketed is our pay. So it makes it very challenging as you go through your day-to-day life. And so how are you and your wife dealing with that? I mean, honey, how are we dealing with that? I mean, just as candid as possible. How are we dealing with it? We deal with it differently. I just keep doing what we do, and you panic as I do what we do. So um, I don't know. I mean, we've made some adjustments. We've had no choice. We've had to make some adjustments. We've had to cut back quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really, I haven't really locked into all of that yet because there's so many things we've had such a a slam of multiple things at one time Yeah, that I haven't really taken the time to stop and focus on any one specific for any length of time. I can't, I just my brain goes into mush mode and I just don't. Um, It's hard because we've got, you know, kids have things that they're expecting right now. We've, we've got a um, ROTC military ball coming up and we have a kid who doesn't even want to consider it. Like she got excited about the thought of a gown and then was like, "Mm, it's okay. I'll just wear my uniform because we don't have the money for that. I hate when the kids have to put it that way. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. That's not what we said. That we no, but that's what her that mindset way. is because she hears what's going on. Yeah, well, you know the thing that uh, 
the thing that had an effect on me as we struggle through is learning that two-thirds of the world, although we don't live out there, two-thirds of the world gets by on about three bucks a day. So I think we're in pretty good shape. Um, but it doesn't make it any less difficult in how how we need to make adjustments in our life. And I really believe it's temporary as we kind of start to figure out the direction of our life. And I mean, the next bullet point, we're talking about uh, parenting adult children and the challenges that we that we face with that. I mean, that's a whole Pandora's box you can open up. Our parents went through it. I mean, my, my dad didn't go through it as long because I, you know, right about 18-ish after I graduated high school. I was out. I did too, but I came back after three months because living in my grandmother's neighborhood was not beneficial to me. Yeah, and I I don't know what was going on in that neighborhood, but I could tell you this. We lived in Panorama City. That's not... The Valley is not a place for someone like me to be growing up at all. Okay. Not a Valley girl? Uh, No, not where she lived, no. You're an Antelope Valley girl. So, man, we... We're gonna we're gonna do our best to do a show and talk about what it looks like parenting adult children and just figuring out you know when your children get old enough and they're that quote adult age what makes an adult what really makes you an adult so um, we'll probably discuss some of that and then you know Jeannie. Uh, as we told you on the podcast, she was having a small procedure done or some type of procedure done. So uh, the family had to step up and support her. And there again, some adult children. It was their time to, yeah, it was their time to step up. It was their time to, um, to kind of repay you some of the things that you do for everything you do for them. And a couple of the kids just, no, it felt like it was more of a opportunity to knock me down while I was loaded. Yeah. So. Hit me with the hard stuff while I'm already, you know, there's not a whole lot I could do. Yeah, a lot. And then there's major news happening in the Moran household, one of which uh, our one of our adult kids is moving out. She is moving away to another state. And so that has been... That has been, you know, going around the house as well. And what does that look like? And how is that going to change? And the circumstances by which that came about were just not as positive as we would like them to be. And then, um, oh, shoot. What was next? I had, I had one more piece there I wanted to talk about. And then as all these crazy things are happening and there's there's a little bit of family drama, um, you know, Jeannie's procedure situation, and then, uh, I don't know, it just it started to feel like there was some distance building between you and I. Naturally, there had to be uh, for a little while. But um, not just physical distance, but like emotional distance, like mm-hmm. the connection. And that was that was really heavy on my heart because I don't I don't want to go back to those areas. But you know, it, it, when it's when it's like all happening at the same time, it's like, ooh, what the what the heck are we doing here? What is what's really what's really going on? And how do we kind of get that straightened out? So, 
those are just a few things going on in the Moran household. And there's something to the idea that, um, when you're like, when you become an adult and you want to make a move or you want to do some things differently, or maybe you don't agree with your parents and, you know, the, uh, the values that they, you know, run the house by or whatever the house rules are. It's what we call house rules. Um, even though you don't like as a, as a child, even though you don't, well, not a child, but an adult, you may not agree with it. It's important, you know, to have honesty in your relationship and that, and on more than one level, there was just, there was a lot of trust broken over the past um, couple of months in, you know, where we're at and what, what we're going through. And, uh, it's really difficult when you have like several large events going on at one time and some of them are extremely emotional. And then you find out that there's just a deep level of dishonesty that's happening. Um, how do you, I mean, how did it affect you, honey, how did how did you kind of get through it as I'm tripping all over myself here to figure out what direction to go? Get through which part? Because I'm not all the way through some of it. Yeah, well, okay. Well, then well then take a step back and and talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't know. I think um, it started with you and me not agreeing with some things with my procedure. And that kind of led to a little communication breakdown with us. We fixed that. And then, um, I don't know, we just, it wasn't really blindsided because we knew what the girls were doing. It was more, I was right and I wish I wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And um, we parent differently, I think, than some people because I don't, I, I refuse to sugarcoat what was done. I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to make you feel special about something that we both know was wrong. Um, I felt like it sucks because they didn't just lie to us. They lied to friends. They lied to siblings. Other family. Other family. Um, you know, and it, it's one thing when you're you're growing up and you lie to your parent and there's broken trust there. But when you lie to multiple people, and you break their trust. And now you're in a situation where, you know, you want to go off and do things. And maybe you need help. Maybe you want to talk to somebody about something. These people, they're not going to talk to you. They're, they're not necessarily wanting to help you right now because they don't know what you're telling them is true. And so it's kind of been a bouncing back and forth for us because I don't. I don't believe them. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, flat out. And just so you know uh, where we stand and, and what our family values are, I mean, it kind of goes along with this. And um, it started out as something for Hunter, but then it really became like the value system of our home, which is, you know, follow the rules and instructions. Boom. There you go. These are house rules. Uh, have a good attitude. And it's not always easy to do, but have a good attitude. And be kind. Be kind to one another. I mean, that's something that, uh, 
that I endeavor to do, and I'm not always great at it. I'm just not. Uh, another, you know, one of our family values is work hard every single day. You know, work hard every single day. But before that comes the the fourth family value, which is if you know what's right, do it. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. So then you got work hard every single day. You know, you get to after number five comes number six, of course, which is get better and improve yourself. Every single day, do something to invest in yourself uh, to get better. Number seven is like, dude, if you, crap, I forgot number seven. What's number eight? Um, I know number nine is no whining or complaining. Number 10, live, love, and forgive on purpose. I can't recall number seven and number eight. Um, but I'll tell you, the, the main part of this here is like number four. Number four is if you know what's right, do it. And, oh, yeah, number seven, be thankful. In your life, be thankful. Have an attitude of gratitude. It's, it seems like such a simple principle. Um, number eight is I care. I care about my life. Care about your life, your family, and your loved ones. And then number nine, no whining and complaining. And number ten, Live, love, forgive on purpose. Sometimes number seven and eight just escape me. Uh, but those are those are like family values, if you will. And then we've talked to the girls about dating. We've talked to them about protocol. And just going back to, you know, as you're growing up, you know, maybe you do make mistakes and you say things that aren't true or you lie. You intentionally, you know, deceive uh you know, people, and that's a product of growing up and deciding who you want to be, finding out who you are. Um, but when you become an adult and when you lecture your parents about being treated like an adult and then you blatantly lie over and over and over again to their face, once you become an adult, demand you're treated such, and then act in that way, you're no longer in that kid-friendly zone of saying, hey, I know you're growing up and you're making mm-hmm. some bad choices and let's let's get mature and let's move along. Now, you're just a freaking liar. You're lying to us. And that emotionally is extremely painful from a parent's perspective. Because I, I make the claim that there's only a couple things I've ever lied to you about, and I apologize for those. If you've got kids listening, you need to watch out. You know, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Blood Owl. That, I went along with the plan, and uh, I was a part of it. And uh, what are you going to say there? But otherwise, you know, we talk about honesty and integrity in our home. We talk about knowing what's right and doing what's right. We talk about loving each other, living and loving and forgiving one another on purpose. And then you come to the point where it's like, okay, you're an adult, you made adult choices, and now there's adult consequences. And now our trust with each other is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And then it really gets fun when your children try to blame you for that, Hmm. which is asinine because 
here's the way that we do things in the Moran household. If there's something going on, yes, we do. We do talk privately about things, but we sit the group down and we talk through these things. We give our children the opportunity to speak up, even if they don't like something. I mean, sometimes Jeannie gives them a free pass and they say naughty words, but it's there. We've built this as a relationship. You know, we're still parents. We still have the authority in this home, but we still give them an opportunity to say, hey, Here's what I like, and here's what I don't like. And then together, we commit to be honest with each other. We've committed to do what's right, et cetera, et cetera. And when that happens, um, and already, you know, like you say, we had a hiccup in the beginning, and I didn't I didn't take that as a big deal. I, I think you, I think it was a, a big deal to you. We just disagreed on the premise of a, of a topic that will keep quiet. And, um, like I tried to explain to you and we did end up rectifying that. Um, we don't have to agree on everything. Matter of fact, we can disagree on some stuff, but we do currently. And that doesn't mean we're against each other. It just means we believe differently about a particular topic. Now, as far as honesty goes, we're on the same page there. So when a couple of our daughters, uh, three of our daughters, uh, decide that uh, they want to be treated like an adult, they want to do adult things, they want to run their own, you know, their own lives, but they're not doing what adults do in order to do that. And then you add on top of that dishonesty. Yeah, that's, that's a place that can put you in an emotional tailspin. And then when you're blamed for the decisions they made, that just piles on because now it's like, oh, well, you're the reason I've done all this. Now you have another subset of kids that look at them and go, what the hell are you, what are you guys <laughs> doing? What are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what we, how we live, you know, our values, you know, these things. And, you know, a younger group of kids looking at older kids and going, and I look, I'm, I don't, I don't think it should be this thing where it's like, y'all have to be perfect, but not being perfect. I mean, it's okay to make mistakes, etc. but not being perfect. You know, that doesn't mean you have to intentionally deceive and lie to the people, especially the people that love you the most, you know? So that, that was really tough in a, in a group of things kind of all like life is. I mean, it just kind of seems as if it's piling on all at one time. And then you add, you know, you add to some of that and, um, you know, the money's tight. The tensions in the house are tough. There's dishonesty going on. Um, there's finger pointing, you know, infighting. There are people that, you thought you could count on that know your situation. This is all in the house. Um, and then decide to be selfish and do the opposite. And then they take and say, well, this is all your fault, but forgetting all that you've done for them over the course of the last 18 to 20 years, it's not all been perfect, but forgetting those things and, kind of spitting in the face of how hard of an advocate you were for them 
in their school and in their life. Um, and it, is it a lack of maturity? I, you know, you come down to, it's like, I'm speechless here. I don't know what to think it is. Um, and then, you know, you start kind of getting in your own head. Um, I know, honey, you said something at one point that was like, um, there's angry, there's sad, there's numb. And, you know, you can speak for like what your choices were. Um, and maybe talk about that if you want to and talk about why that's, that's a choice. Why? What's a choice? Numb? Yeah. Well, because anger and hurt are running neck and neck and I don't want to say something that's going to hurt somebody and make the situation worse because I could, I could cut them to the quick real easy. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want them leaving on that note. Um, I don't want them to think they can't come home. If they do come home, it's going to be a very different scenario. Um, numb for me is where I go when there's just too much going on. We had my procedure. We had the first set of lies, which come to find out was orchestrated between two people, not one. Mm-hmm. We have the second set of lies that came out at the worst possible moment but I think it was just a well everybody else is spilling their beans so I'm going to spill mine the third one came after my procedure so if we're completely honest I was medicated not in my best thinking per se and um, I was already emotional because it I mean it's a procedure Medical things have a tendency to make you emotional, whether you mean to or not. Yeah, I agree. Um, so taking all of that into consideration, I decided it was safer to shut down and not address anything until I could think clearly. Um, and then we decided to go look for houses and that backfired. Yep. Um, which was another emotional high to a drop. Um, when there's multiple things like that going on, I generally choose numb until I can sort them out one at a time. Cause otherwise, um, I never know what I'm going to get. I try really hard to stay away from the people that are pissing me off. Not because I don't love them. It's the exact opposite. I don't want to hurt you. And I can but right now I'm holding on to a very thin thread. And for whatever reason, certain people don't pay attention to those warnings. And it's like, well, if you're not going to fight back, I'll just say what I want to say. And then it eventually I will snap. And I don't want to do that. I'm trying real hard not to be that person. Um, I had a couple people that I talked to that I trust. And they kind of helped me figure out you know, where my headspace needs to be. Um, it does put a distance between you and me because like I said, there's a lot going on emotionally that I don't know how to connect it. You're not going to get the good parts right now. So I'm just not putting it out there. And then um, 
I mean, you and I have had a couple of snappy conversations too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm just, I refuse in the state of mind that I'm in to argue. It's not worth it. You know, the outcome in that is just not worth it. Is it healthy? Probably not. Would Rita jump my shit for holding stuff in? Probably. Um, but right now, I'm in a state away from everybody we know except for two. All of my normal people that I would go to or lean on, they're not here. They're in their own lives in another spot. So I'm having to kind of sort through it on my own. You know, you and I have a very different view on how to handle the situation. You you seem to have already flipped the switch and you're done. You got mad, you got hurt, you got pissed off, you said your piece and you're good. Whatever it is now, it is. I haven't figured that part out yet. These are my kids. Like, this has been my whole, everything I've done for the last 21 years. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard for me to just be, well, screw it, go do your thing. And there's a part of me that, that wants you to fail so that you understand this. We weren't just talking out of our ass to tell you, we hope you fail. It's so that you learn there's a reason we prepared you for these things. There is a reason we tried to tell you, you shouldn't move out unless you can stand on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't move in with someone else and be dependent unless you could be dependent on yourself. For whatever reason, that stuff is going in one ear and out the other. I don't want them to fail because I don't want them hurt. But we made our stupid mistakes too. So I hope it pans out for them. I hope everything goes the way that they want it to. I I don't see the same rainbow colors that they do right now. So... You know, me and uh, Melly were joking the other day. It's like grass is always greener on the other side until you get over there and realize that somebody's dog's already shit all over it and you just didn't see it coming, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to stick into the numb category because there's still a lot of anger there. There's still a lot of hurt there. There's still a lot of uncertainty because I can't ask questions. I am not going to get an honest answer. So where do you go with that? When you know for sure that the people standing in front of you are going to lie to your face. You can't ask. There's no point. And then they come and they want advice. But then it's almost like they want advice so that they can do the exact opposite. Yeah, and I, we've talked about this before already, but I think to myself... How many times were our parents having these talks about us? Mm. Trust me, I've apologized to my mom many, many times in the last thirty days. It's cert- it's certainly something that uh, that you do, and you know, the I, I say often, the older I get, the smarter my parents are. Mm-hmm. And you know, you talk about the difference that in in how I handle this and and how you handle it. It it makes perfect sense why there's a difference. Um. But from where where I'm at, there's a limited amount of resources 
emotionally um, that I am that I'm able to give, and I'm going to put the energy to the people who have a desire to have it. So we've talked at length over the course of these 220 shows so many times about boundaries. Um, we've had to create boundaries with each other from time to time before we figure things out. We've had to create boundaries with friends that are now ex-friends or family members outside of our house before. And so I'm, even though it's my own child, I'm taking that same approach to say, if you prefer to lie and to be dishonest and to blame myself and or your mother for your choices, which nobody's in control of your choices but you, um, and then you're going you're gonna to go and do what you want to do in spite of me as your father giving you wise counsel to say, I don't, I don't think this is what's best for you. Um, if that is your decision, then now I ha- I, I'm, it's incumbent upon me to put a boundary in that area and to take those emotional resources and dedicate them to those that still need them. That's you, that's our autistic children, that's our younger children who um, are still finding their way towards adulthood. So I'm not saying that I'm not still hurt over the situation. I've just resolved it in such a way to say, okay, you're in this category. Click, this is where you are until you grow up and you mature and you start taking responsibility for yourself. Because that's what adults do. Mm-hmm. That's what mature adults do. I would hope. No, it's not. <laughs> because if, you, if you're an adult and you don't do that, or you blame and you're a victocrat, well, you're not a mature adult. Because the saying's out there, hurt people, hurt people. That's yeah. what they do. So there's an issue with um, there's an issue with how you line up on how you want to treat people and, you know, who, how you say that, um, what you say the people in your life and what they mean to you and what you've said all along, then I'm going to allow experience to educate you on life. And look, we all fail. It's just a matter to what degree. And through our failures, we learn and then we get better. Um, so at this point I'm looking at it going, okay. And I've said this before in the family, if you girls believe that what we have is too much structure, you don't, you don't respect our authority and our house values, go take off, hit the road. If you can do it better, go do it better. And I'm rooting for you, but we know what's waiting on the other side of that door. We've been living that for well over 20-something years. We know how difficult life can be. It's difficult for everybody. From the billionaire to the impoverished, it's just the different degree of difficulty. But if you don't have the decency to be honest with me, like I told the girls, I love you 100%, and I, and I, I mean it. Mm. But boundary-wise... I'm placing you over here 
not until you do what I think is right, but until you do the decent thing and you mature and you start making these respectable choices for your life. If you don't, and one of those choices is if we're going to have a relationship, you have to be honest. That's a non-negotiable for me. Mm -hmm. I don't need every detail in your life, but I need to know what you're telling me. Face value is true. If you're not, then we don't have anything. I'm being honest. You're not being honest. So you don't want a relationship with me. That's that. That's, that's where I sit. So autism, you know, is very, it's, it's at a fever pitch in our house right now. One day, maybe it's mellow. The next day, it's rage. I've only, there's only so much of my heart to go around as far as the emotional side goes. So I know that you are in, in need of my emotions and my heart and our relationship to a greater degree right now, especially because you're choosing to go numb. And to me, numb is like the pathway to depression, and it concerns me. Um, I mean, sometimes you just got to put your head down and go forward. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. But if you do it too often, then it becomes a habit, and then if you do it longer than that, then it kind of sneaks in and becomes a part of your lifestyle, and it's dangerous. So I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be numb. I'm going to take it all as it comes, but I'm going to reserve my emotional resources for the group that is interested in having a relationship with me. Now, look, some days Hunter is not interested in having a relationship with his dad. Um, and sometimes Kirsten, she just, she's got no time for me. Other times, most of the time lately, she's pretty good, but she's still pretty volatile. Um, the other girls, the younger girls, they are still on the way up. They are still learning. They're still impressionable. And they still crave daddy time. They still want dad time mm -hmm. where the you know, the other girls are like, some of the other girls are like, well, you never spend time with me. Oh, well, where are you in my room all the time? Mm. Okay. Is that something new? No. Well, I'm not in my room all the time. Okay, well, let's let's review. Let's just go look at what the track record is. Did this start yesterday or a month ago? Or has it been going on? It's been going on a while. Okay, well, let's go back to our other house. Where were you? So, okay, well, these are the choices that you, that mm -hmm. you yourself are making. Because we're all, we are all where we're at because of decisions that we've made. There's a lot of things outside of our control, but we are in the place we are because of the decisions we've made for life. So that's what we're looking at now with adult children. There are children, they're adults. It's like now you understand there's adult consequences and this is where they are. So I that is that's my approach. I'm not saying it's the right approach. I'm saying it's it's the conclusion I've come to. Um because if my mother was to treat me this way, boundary, she gets it. My dad, boundary, he gets it. If I was to treat them this way, 
I deserve a boundary to say, okay, you're not coming here until you change. Not to be what I want you to be, but just to do what is right. Mm. And in my opinion, telling the truth to the people you love and you're committed to is right. If we don't have that, then we don't, that's not what a relationship looks like. So, and the fact is, is that if you're lying to the people that you quote love the most, you're lying to yourself. And you're feeding, you're feeding this loop of lies to yourself. So, until that changes, then our relationship has to take on this particular role. And look, like I say, the older I get, the smarter my parents are. Because I get it. I Okay, I see the world from a different place. But no matter what you do, no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to protect your children from everything, even though we want to. We're not able to do it, honey. We can't. No, I didn't expect to have to protect myself from my kids, though, either. Well, you know, sometimes, I mean, we've seen it in the relationships, our friendships, you know, on multiple people. Some of the people we're, we were closest to at one point, how their children act and what, and, and how they treat their parents. And so I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, uh, it's not like, Oh, well we know this happens. I mean, you don't think this type of stuff is, is going to happen in, in your home, but that's where people make decisions. I mean, there's people out there, that are going through this in their marriage, like the dishonesty thing. We're not experiencing that. Thank God we're not. Because <laughs> if we were, that, I mean, you talk about distance there. Could you imagine not trusting me or me not trusting you and what that looks like? No. I don't want to. But I make a decision every day to be honest with my wife. I, I have a code I live by. And I'm, I'm going to live that code. You deserve it. Family deserves it. As a man of faith, God deserves me being honest. That's, that's the way that I live it. And if, if you're making excuses on why you're lying to the people you're the closest to, you got a problem. You need to, you need to get it fixed. Flat out. Because if you're lying to them, you're lying to yourself. So, you know, it's... Uh, there isn't a there is a, a huge emotional drag going on in the house right now. It's really hard. And over, you know, I said like right before Christmas, I don't know if it was a prophetic moment or what, but it's like from here on, life for us is just not the same. And it 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 isn't. And the closer we get to, you know, one of the girls moving out, it's the closer you get to the next child moving out, which we didn't have the we didn't have kids to keep them forever. Some of these kids we don't have a choice, but we didn't have them to keep them forever. But when when you go through like the relationship I have with my children was a lot different than the relationship I had with my parents. Mm-hmm. Different circumstances, but it was just different. Um. But when it's all said and done, you are a product of your choices, and it's no different for our kids. Whether it's in school, athletics, health, whatever it is, you're a product of your choices, and that's where you are. 
So, um, yeah, with that being said, I mean, it's pretty heavy. And we would love, look, we would love to get on here and just spill the beans openly about everything. We've, we've done that with one episode, and it's never going to get aired. Uh, but at least we had the opportunity to talk through it. But is there is there anything that that as we look at we kind of sit across each other and talk therapeutically? Is there anything that you that you want to talk about that you want to open up about that can help you in the moment? Is it what it what is there? No, I don't think this is going to shift until she's moved. When I don't feel like I have to hold myself back, then I won't. But for now, I need to leave it alone. I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm making sure that the other kids are okay. Being there when they need to talk through it. You know, you and I are talking through stuff as we can. That's it. Is there anything more that you need for me to work through this process that, mm-hmm. I, that I'm not currently? No. This isn't something. This isn't for something for you to help me deal with. This is between me and her. Got it. It is what it is. I mean, my role her whole life has been, I'm the one you stand behind when somebody's coming at you. Mm -hmm. But when you don't like the stance I take, I'm the one you throw out in front of the bullets. Yep. Well, she's about to experience life without that. Like I said, part of me is gutted by it because I can't protect you. Mm-hmm. I, I won't be there to say this is a step you shouldn't take. And I don't think that I'm the first person she would call for advice if she got stuck. I really don't. Because much like most people who know me, if you're calling me to get me to agree with you and I don't agree with you, you're calling the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I mean, Melly and the stupid cat yesterday is a perfect example. Calling me because you want me to be the voice of reason that says, no, you can't have a cat when you yourself just said, I want the cat, but I can't have the cat, but I really want the cat. Which voice do you want me to agree with? That was, that to me was fun and games. It was, it was hilarious, but that's, it proves my point. But there's other people who have called you in the past because they want you to agree with them and it doesn't work out. No, I look. If what you're looking for is a person to agree with you, to tell you that all of your choices are right, everything that you're saying is perfect, get a hype man. Don't call me. Because if what you're saying isn't right or the actions that you're taking are not right, I'm going to call you on your shit and everybody knows it. But I expect the same from those that I have in my life. 
And right now I'm being called on shit that ain't mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to hold on to the guilt for it. I, I have no guilt or blame in this. I didn't make your life so difficult. You had to lie. I, I didn't gaslight anybody mm-hmm. into believing anything. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's numb at this point. I think it's just a disconnect. Mm-hmm. I didn't cause it. I didn't want it. But I'm not going to put out the effort to fix it either. It's not going to be met with the same effort. So, you know, when I guess time will tell when they need someone to, you know, take the hit or help them or protect them or what have you. And this is a road I've already warned them. I can't travel this road with you. This is not a choice I accept. This is not a decision that I can get behind. And when, you know, shit comes up against you, I'm going to be the one to be like, yeah, I'm in your corner. I'm, I'm not. And I've been upfront about that. I, I am not going to be in your corner for this. I want you to be happy. I want you to do whatever it is that you want to do. If this is the path that you feel life is taking you, go do it. But understand, everyone makes choices. Mm-hmm. Whatever those choices are, not everybody else is going to follow suit. There are some roads you're going to travel I will not step on. Yeah, and we've we've all taken those roads, you know, as Mm -hmm. uh, there's places our parents just can't go with us. My mom has no clue what it's like to have eight kids. My mom stopped at two. When they found out we were having triplets, everybody wanted us to stop. We didn't take sound advice when it came either, but you know what? I wouldn't have eight kids if I did. Was it the right decision? I don't know. My body took a hell of a toll and we almost caught ourselves in a really bad situation in the end. But would I change it? No. Would I be any less pissed at the people that told us, stop having kids? No. We all have to learn. We have to make our own choices. Our choice was to have a large family. Mm-hmm. Our choice was whatever came with that, we dealt with it. We didn't take our shit to other people. We didn't go to family and say, oh, woe is me, this, this, and this is happening and ask other people to take care of our life for us. We had people that rallied around us, but you and I, we pulled up our boots and we did what we had to do. This was our choice. Yep. We recognized that. Now it's their turn. Mm-hmm. This is your choice. I, I, I'm here if you ever need me but I will not follow. I will not be thrown in front of a bus. I will not stand in front of somebody and agree with something that I feel is not right. Um, I'm not going to stand next to a person and be a voice of integrity when that person is dishonest with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And I think that's the hardest part for me is it, I have always been that mom. Mm -hmm. When someone says, well, your kid did X, Y, and Z, prove it to me. And until you prove it to me, I'm going to stand with my kid. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if you prove it to me, I own it. Okay, my kid did this. This is what the consequences are. But if you're wrong, I'll make you eat your words. That's my job. That's who I am. I am meant to do that. This is, it's not just nurture and coddle and cuddle and, and help them feel, you know, loved and safe. And there is a mama bear part, if you will, that it's legit. I am one of those people that if you fuck with my kid, you will see a world of crazy you have never seen come alive. And now my kid's the one who's screwing with me. I don't want to unleash that kind of crazy on him. There, there's, I won't lie, there is a part of me that is like, I just need two minutes in a room with no windows and no doors. But we can give that to you. And I'm, I, look, I'm, I'm certainly, you know, you know, I'm, I'm about building people, building our children. Um, but there's truly a consequence for your actions. And um, if you think it's, uh, if you think it's like wasting your breath and you don't do it, you don't do it. If you do it out of fear of hurting somebody, I mean, if you, I understand not wanting to hurt your child's feelings, but I pride myself on being the place where they can always come to get the truth, at least for what I believe is true. There's a difference though in where I'm at right now because it wouldn't just be a matter of giving you the hard honest truth Mm -hmm. I could scar somebody with this stuff if if anybody could anybody could you and I know enough about each other that if we ever got into a really hard place and we wanted to we could gut each other and there would be no coming back from it that's where I'm at I don't want to cross that line it, it's something that I've had to recognize with myself. You know, I joke around with you when it comes to drinking because when I'm emotional, you're going to get one of two things. You're either going to get the soppy, emotional, boohoo person, which we have seen on a couple of occasions, and I hate that part of me, especially when I'm drunk because I can't control it. I can't shut it off, and now everybody knows the truth because it comes out. It's not bad. It's just very vulnerable and not everybody's allowed that vulnerability from me on the flip side I could become a complete and utter asshole and um I don't want to be that person I grew up with that person I don't want to be that person so I have a fine line that I walk right now of I can be around you I can have a conversation with you we we have a surface relationship right now we talk in the car, we, we have conversations, but it is surface. There is no talk of our future plans or the family's future plans. There's no talk of um, anything substantial. It's, you know, two-week notices, talking to her friend on the phone, making plans for places they're going to go eat. Um, you know, wanting to do a girls night with her sisters, things like that. But there's nothing, there's nothing heartfelt in these conversations. It's just business. It makes you wonder what was heartfelt before. Well, that's just it. Um, and now I'm in a place where 
part of me wants to have that heartfelt conversation. I really want to know why. I just really want to know why you thought all of this was necessary to go down this way. Well, look, I'm going to say something, and I'm not a professional, and I'm sure it's not going to be great for the cultural climate we're in. But this is a thought I'm kind of thinking through. But uh, when I look at my scars physically, they're not all bad, even though they're scars. Um, when I look at my scars emotionally, they're not all bad. Some of them were necessary for me. And uh, I don't expect a lot of people to agree with that because right now it's about how you don't harm your child, even though people are... So I'm not worried about hurting her. I'm worried about hurting me. There is a part of my upbringing that left a lot of ugliness behind. And... I promised myself I would never become those people. I would never step in those shoes and I would never allow myself to feel like that again. On the flip side, I also promised myself that I would never leave that kind of a mark on our kids. I don't sugarcoat stuff. They know that. I don't bullshit. I don't. When, when this came out and this conversation happened, I did not hold back what I had to say. So what, it, what about this conversation hurts you? The idea that you become what you're so afraid you, that you didn't want to become? Because um, I don't think, I, I don't, whatever, whatever it is you're implying No, because here, it's one of those things that, that the outcome of it could hurt both of us. It could hurt me a lot because I could, I could right now where we stand, there's an open door. You go do your thing. She can always come home. Mm -hmm. Crossing that line would close that door. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to close the door. Just, well, I would say this offline. Talk to me about it. Just so I, just so I understand what you're saying. Because I don't, like, I don't understand what that means. And I, I won't ask you to discuss that here. But I would appreciate you talk, you, you telling me what that's, what that is and what, what you're afraid of and, and what that would look like. Because. It's not a fear, honey. It's a boundary. Okay. Well, okay. I used the wrong word. I don't it's, care. It's not. I'm not afraid to feel what I feel. I'm not afraid for you guys to know what I feel. It is a boundary. I will not be that person. And that's why I say I just, I, I want to understand more about it where you can talk freely because I don't, I don't think you can here. Um, but I don't, like if you, you, unless there's something deep-seated about you I don't know, you're not in danger of becoming that other person, your hearts are different. You're different. It's not becoming that person. Okay. It's having the relationship that that person has with 
others in my life. Look where they're at now. They barely hold on by a thread most of the time. I don't want that. I don't ever want that with our kids. Okay. And a lot of that could have been prevented had people just not said a lot of shit. Well, I mean, in my opinion, if you're saying something, you're not saying something like with the intention to harm them, but it's true. You're not going into this with intention. I'm going to cut. I'm just going for the jugular just to hurt somebody. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to saying, hey, this is something that you need to know. You need to know this thing. I think there's a, I think that's two different avenues. I really do. Because I just think it's a timing thing. I don't okay. I don't think our kids will receive anything right now. Even if I was to say it, they wouldn't receive it right now. They're okay. not listening to anything. Yeah. Well, I can agree so with that. So the option is say it. Create chaos that's unnecessary right now because they're not going to hear it. They're going to take it the opposite. Okay. And then this becomes a weapon that doesn't need to be unleashed on anybody. Or choose not to say anything. Let life unfold. And when the time comes to say, you know, we should talk about this. This is what doing X, Y, and Z did. That time will come. But now when you're in the middle of it, mm -mm. Okay. Well, I mean, you understand more about what it is than I do. And, you know, everything is risk versus reward. And if you think it's too big of a risk to share now or that you're casting pearls before swine or whatever. Yeah, that's an accurate description. Whatever the, <laughs> the take might be then you have to trust your gut on it as long as you're not operating out of a place where it's like... I mean, put it this way. It's as simple as the example of I need 120 bucks to help move boxes. I got no problem. I'll help you with 120 bucks. But am I the person who's helping you because you came to me and you needed help? Or am I the person who is paying to move your shit out faster because I want you out? Which one am I? Now, you and I know who I am, mm -hmm. but depending on which frame of mind they're in, I could be either one. And there, the, the issue is neither one is true right now for them. Yeah, that's a personality issue. Exactly. That's and right now, it's, it's not worth addressing those things. Because you're not going to hear, um, I got the apology for the, the gaslighting statement right after you left the room. And the way that it was said, it wasn't really an apology for what was said. It was an apology for how it was said. So you still meant it. Mm -hmm. You just meant to be nicer about it. Well, that's why I had to cut it off immediately. That's why. That's what I'm saying, though. There's no point. When someone is in a place where an apology isn't really an apology, it's kind of like a backhanded comment, then what's the point? 
I could. I mean, I could say everything I want to say and I could lay it all out and I can, I could hurt some people with their truth because I know the truth. I raised these people. Or, which if I did that, it's going to become even more of an attack and a victimology. And I, for what? Mm-hmm. It's not going to serve a purpose to help the situation. It's going to give fuel to the fire for the situation that they are currently creating for themselves. It's not a help. That, you know what? You go build whatever you're going to build. You go do whatever it is you're going to do. I'm going to sit here with what I know is accurate what I know the truth is and I'm just going to watch. And when things come up and you come back to me and say, well, I need help with this. I have no answers for you until you are walking in who you really are and what you're really meant to be doing. Anything I say is going to fall on whatever coin they need it to. Yeah. Especially if, what's happening is not rooted with or the foundation of it's not honesty. Exactly. So there's no point. It's like wasted breath. I know it's a roundabout way to get into this conversation, but it's because there's certain specifics that we can't, we can't openly speak about here, but it's just like, I'm not, I'm not, not wanting to talk to them because I'm going to hurt them. Look, my mom said shit that hurt me. I needed it. But there was a difference. I respected my mother's opinion growing up enough that if if I told my mom I was going to do something and she said, well, you're going to do what you're going to do. Immediately, my brain went, ah, she knows something I don't and I'm not supposed to be doing this. Now, was I stupid and still did it? Sometimes. And if I did, I came back immediately and told her you were right and I'm sorry. But if I didn't do it and I came back and told her all right I'll do what you want that I, I won't do it it's fine was I pissed and grumpy about it sure was she right in the long run most of the time mm-hmm. and she saved me from making a stupid decision yeah there's a difference I no longer have that respect with this particular group and I no longer have any kind of honesty that I can rely on. Correct. I mean, I could ask him what the temperature is outside. And she'd open the window, look at the sun and be like, oh, it's 70. Dude, this is Texas. The sun could be shining, but it ain't 70. According to the phone, it's 25. Well, that... You that's, know what I'm saying? It's I, just I know what you're getting at. That, that example is too ambiguous. It's like... Um, it, it. I understand exactly where you're coming from there. I... I just wanted to know more about that because, um, look, I've said things before and it's the wrong time. You know, I went through that whole phase of timing is everything and I need to figure this crap out. Well, and the numb part is the part of me that wants to say something versus the part of me that knows now is not the time. And rather than warring with myself, I just shut it off. 
This is not something that I need to sort out. The decision's made. It doesn't make the emotions any less, you know, it's still that, that back and forth of, because you know me, I do stupid stuff, especially when I want to protect somebody I love. It, it happens. This is not one of those situations it can happen in. So I just turn it off. And unless I'm faced directly with the person, I just ignore it. I have to. Otherwise, it's one of those things that will just bounce back and forth and it will drive me nuts. Not worth it. My mental health is already all over the map. I don't need somebody else driving the truck and taking us off road. This is not a good plan. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, those are choices that you've got to make. And uh, it sounds like once she has moved out, you're going to come back to it and start working through um, working through whatever side of it you can and start somewhere. My concern is that when you disconnect, uh, do you disconnect from everybody? Is it, I mean, no. is it? I'm not disconnected from everybody. Okay, good. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. The younger ones are, um, I don't want to say clingy, but they're definitely more, they want more time. They want more from me. They're spending more time. They're finding ways to do things with me more now. Um, they've got plans. They've got big plans. And they really want us involved in that. Yeah. So I I won't disconnect from the ones that, the ones that want us around and want us to be part of everything. I'm not disconnecting. You know, I'm not. I'm not necessarily disconnected from the other ones. I just kind of turn the volume down. I just, I'm tired of hearing it. I don't believe any of it. It, it, For me, it's like politics. I don't listen to this shit because you're both lying. Who cares? Just let me know when you make a decision and something actually happens. Because I don't care. You know, maybe that makes me kind of a weak person, but you're listening to two people lie. Which one lies better? I don't want to know. With these two in particular, I just don't care. You're going to do what you're going to do. Whatever consequences you deal with, you will deal with. I didn't make this bed. The ones that are trying, I mean, the the one that is stepping up and, and earnestly trying to be different, that one I'm investing in. Yes. That one, I'm making it a point to say, ask me before mm-hmm. you do this. Ask me. Yeah, myself too. Going you know, through that, that conversation. The the two that can't take care of themselves, you know, I, I would never disconnect from that. They're, they're part of my forever home. So, you know, there's no getting away from it. I get frustrated, but I don't disconnect. Yeah. I mean, she... If you pay attention to her lately with all the turmoil in the house, Kiki is finding time to come over and like lean on your shoulder or come get extra hugs. And, you know, she notices because of my procedure, I'm not giving hugs and I'm not. And it frustrates the hell out of her because that's 
a normal thing for us is to come and hug me whenever she wants to. You know, initiated by her, of course, but it's just not safe yet. Yeah. The other three, it's like they want to go do girl day and they want to have friends over and, you know, it's nobody really gives a rip about Valentine's Day, but we want to have a chick flick movie night with their friends over and they want to continue on with their life and they want us to be a part of it. I'm going to eat that up for as long as I have it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, Soph and I were talking today and, and she's talking about her job and, you know, complaining a little bit about if she should work more hours or whatnot. And I just told her, I was like, you know, if you want to take on the later hour shift and you think you can handle it and you can maintain your grades and it's not too much for you. Let's do it for a little while because she's trying to stock cash and prove a point to herself. I said, okay, well, this is what I think you should do. These are the things that you need to consider. Make your decision. These are the things that I need you to know about me. I'm not going out past this time. I'm not going to take you to work before 7 a.m. That's a no-go. You know, there, there's certain ramifications for myself. And she said, okay, let me look at, at what you're telling me. And then I'll, I'll talk it over with the manager and we'll see what we can do. But then she's very kind and says, I'll talk to you before I make a decision. Yeah. These are people who give a shit about what we have to say. These are people that are willing to take what we're saying and weigh it against their own thoughts yeah. without canceling out the boundaries that we're setting. I'm willing to help you as long as you stay within this area. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. It's these are house rules. These are our family values operate within these if you don't there's consequences i mean it's just flat out that simple mm -hmm. and that's why i'm taking the approach that i am and i think we're i think we're pretty close to the same um i've just decided to take emotion out of it because i'm not going to get caught up in that side of it i'm going to deal with it very logically there's still a part of me that's hurt that's on the emotional side and i'll bring that to you I'll take that to God, and I'll get healing over those wounds. I will. But otherwise, it's important for me, in a, in a very logical sense, to show the family how to move forward. Yeah. So there's a path to do that. And I know a mother's love is a lot different than a father's love. And that's okay, because the way that you need to work through it I just want to be a sounding board for you. Whether you need to cuss, cry, complain, or whatever it is. I need to be available. I want to be available for you to let all that air out of the balloon. And I'll deal with it in my way. And if there's times where it's hurting and I'm emotional and I need that connection, I'll come to you and I'll, I'll say it. Otherwise, it's like, you're my child. I know you. I love you. Boundary. And this is what we've been here before on a yeah. smaller scale. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 
you know this already. When you are ready to operate in the truth and be honest and stop blaming other people for your problems, come back. Emotionally come back. You're a wonderful person when you're being who you are. I love you. I'm crazy about you as my daughter because you you have a great, tender, wonderful heart that's built to serve and protect people. But you're not there right now. And I pray to God over time. And that's one thing I deeply appreciate about, appreciate about Shane. Just walking me through it. He's, he's big on crafting prayer. And so I crafted a prayer uh, and that I say for her. And it's not so that she can see things my way. It's so that she can wake up and see what the truth is and stop lying to herself. And if she knows what's right, freaking do it. And part of that being right is be honest. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you're still here, if you're lying to your spouse or lying to your children, or you are lying to yourself at the same time. You can't get away with it. So you got to come to terms and say, okay, this is the guy that I'm endeavoring to be, or this is the woman I'm endeavoring to be, whatever. And just freaking be honest. The only thing you take with you, in my, in my opinion, is the love and the relationships that you have in this life. You can't physically take anything else with you. Mm-hmm. But you leave a lot behind. And if you're honest and loving and caring and treat the people you love with decency, etc., you leave that mark behind. And it sticks with those people, and then they take it with them, etc., so on. So I, I worked through it. I labored to work through it because I was so hurt. When you lie to me, I feel like you're betraying me. Really, you're betraying yourself. But it hurts because I'm, no matter, and I've taught the kids this for years, give me the ugly truth as opposed to a sweet lie. Mm-hmm. I'll take it every time, and I will give you the same. No matter what age, if they're having surgery, if they have to get a shot, everything. Here's the ugly truth. I'm going to give it to you straight. So my prayer is that the seeds that we've planted in all of our children will be watered, they will, be, they will germinate, they will grow, they will blossom, and then it'll come back to them and say, hey, look, my dad might have been a lot of things, but one thing is he was always honest to me. So if I need honesty, if I need somewhere I can always come back to emotionally, I can go to him because I know he loves me enough to tell me the truth. And that's that's the way I'm that's the way I'm working through this. And you know, it's difficult. Parenting is not easy any way you look at it. Mm-mm. But I would much rather be a parent in all the trouble that we're having. I'll take these troubles. I'll take these frustrations. I'll take the pain. Because I love the kids. I love our family and I love 
I love the mark that, you know, that we can make on this world and the people around us. I love that. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll take the temporary pain in hopes that I'm playing the long game on our relationship. And at some point, you're going to decide that you would rather be honest than be behind a boundary. And maybe it works that way. So, yeah, pretty heavy. Hmm. Pretty heavy. Probably the most we've sat and talked about all of this, not in the detail we want to, but, you know, we've had several conversations as we drive and just kind of get it all out, but really to kind of outline it at one time. So thanks for sticking around with us, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, We're coming through on the promises that we made. At least I made the promise that uh, we would get on here, we'd be raw, we'd share with you where we are in our journey, even when things are not perfect. We're going to do that because this, what we do is pay it forward. Um, It's paying it forward to say, hey, if we can get through these things, we believe that you can too. And how are you doing that? So I hope you're taking the time to do this with your family. Hey, if you have any tips on parenting adult children, uh, any feedback, which I know is an ugly word from time to time, you know the email, quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. With that being said, she is my favorite human being on planet Earth. Her name is Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, and this is Man Versus Marriage, the podcast.